1: Hey everyone, it's Michael, Bryce, and Riley. Hey guys! Hey, how's it going? You may be asking yourself, why am I getting an episode of BCC on a Monday? And a rerun, no less! Well, I don't even know if you guys know what a rerun is anymore, but uh, (laughs) take it from these old guys. It's a thing. Uh, Brace yourself, Club Scouts. Our new network, Wood Elf Media, has asked us to select six... ...of our all-time favorite episodes to share with their listeners, one of which we will be dropping every day this week, Monday through Saturday. We are fastly approaching our five-year anniversary, so what better time to dig into the archives and share with new and long-time listeners alike some of our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we have uh, many more favorites, but we were limited to just six. So we wanted to make sure we covered as much of the high strangeness spectrum as possible. We talk a lot about um, a lot more than just Bigfoot on this podcast, uh, while also revisiting some of our favorite conversations with some amazing guests. First up, we have BCC episode number 51, The Paranormal Highway, With Anna Camp (laughs) Uh, We picked this one because not only does it cover a lot of ground Right uh, So it's a good intro episode if you're a new listener Mm -hmm. It's It's also slightly, uh, goes slightly off the rails Uh, Anna's very funny And this is one of the episodes that I vividly remember recording
2: Yeah, this was a great first date Yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: This
3: This is a classic Bryce curveball episode (laughs) So the
1: backstory on this one was I assigned Bryce... (laughs) I don't want to sound like I give him assignments, but I was like, let's do the Yeti. This is a good episode, good guest. And he was like, okay. And then we walked into recording. He's like, I'm not doing the Yeti. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, you'll find out. <laughs> and <laughs> and so did. will you yeah. if, when you
3: listen yes. in. <laughs> it did not disappoint.
1: No, it didn't disappoint. It was great. It was better than doing the Yeti. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, enjoy BCC Classics Week, whether you are hearing them for the first first time we're taking a trip down memory lane here's the paranormal highway with anna camp
0: it's bigfoot collectors club with bryce and michael
3: i know a ghost story or two
4: Let's do this.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey. Right, it's a brand new year. It's 2019. <laughs> this is what we do on the podcast now. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the story where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And your trusty producer. Riley Bray. Oh. Cool. And my microphone cord is driving me crazy because I cannot hear myself. I mean, that's your headphone oh. cord. Oh, oh my technique. headphone cord. Oh. Okay, good. I think, think
5: i f- oh, Did you get it? Fuck it. Want- Oh, this year's
1: starting off on a <laughs> shitty note already. Forget You'll it. See. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's get straight to 2020. I want to go right to 2020. Uh, in the studio today, we have one of the best guests we've ever mm-hmm. had on the show. <gasps>
2: this year.
6: Pressure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, she's a dear old friend of mine. Uh, we used to be married on television. Until you
6: turned gay. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. And That's
6: okay, vi- though. I love gay. It's gay fine. Is good.
1: And I was a vampire. There's yes. a couple things happening That's there. That's true. I hated vampires. I hated but your you cheated vampires. on me with a. A high school football champion. <laughs> Could oh, you blame no. me? <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> He's pretty
1: hot. He uh, was. <laughs> uh, we're of course referring to the show True Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have actress Anna Camp Yay. in the clubhouse.
6: Hi guys. Yeah. Hi Anna. I'm so stoked to be here. Oh, we're stoked we're to have you. Happy 2019. To have you. Yeah. It's so fun to start my year out with a bunch <laughs> of dudes talking about paranormal activity. <laughs> and I couldn't think of a better place. Right. right. I
2: mean, what's okay, better than this? Nothing. <laughs> no. No, nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> so let's jump right into Bigfoot. Yeah,
5: let's yeah. So are, are you you're a believer? A believer or what? Right? Yeah, <laughs> you're a believer in Bigfoot,
1: aren't you? Uh,
6: me? Are you asking?
1: I don't know. I was kidding. But uh, are you?
6: I am. I believe in all sorts of those, these things. I mean, the abominable snowman. Is that what we're talking about? Or we're talking about. We Bigfoot? were
1: going to talk about the abominable oh. snowman today, but then I got a last minute audible from my co-host who yeah. said no.
6: Bigfoot. Yeah. That'll is be the way. another week. Oh sorry. I guess
1: sorry. I I told I her it's like so we're talking about yeti.
6: That, <laughs> I I'm a believer though in Bigfoot. I mean yeah. there aren't there pictures like don't we have like people have taken his photos? <laughs> Are there yeah. ever? Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. like yes. they're a little bit blurry and they're a little bit like yeah. but they definitely have stirred my soul when <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. That's what they're supposed <laughs> to do. And I believe. Great. There you go. There
1: you go. Done. All right man. Well, It, it was really so
6: great, great being here. Yeah, <laughs> Thank Thank Thanks for
1: coming by.
6: I appreciate the validation. Take care. I love
1: <laughs> aren't there pictures of him like, <laughs> you know there's pictures right yeah yeah
6: he exists. he exists
1: um so anna and i obviously we worked together on true blood you've been in a bunch of stuff since <laughs> then <laughs> you were in the pitch perfect movies never
4: heard
6: of them um Ooh.
1: have you done any more supernatural stuff since true blood what have you been have you been in any spooky stuff no, think I, that, I don't really. Think right. That I
6: haven't in really any spooky mm. stuff, unless you count like the nineteen sixties, where like I mean... people are being sexist and like <laughs> yeah. it's about feminism. I that mean, can I... get pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not spooky. in a really kind of spooky way, but yeah. like a creepy way.
1: Um. So we ask our guests on the show uh, every every uh, episode. We like to ask, "What is your personal paranormal history?" And I know you've got a couple stories in your back pocket. You can get to it whenever you want I do,
6: I do have some Did you
1: grow up getting it, were you like Where did you see these Bigfoot photos, were you like a kid Flipping (laughs) through like books in the library Or what,
6: I saw these Bigfoot photos One day I was just underneath my Bed cleaning out and there was like 700 little tiny Photos of Bigfoot And I was like where the hell Did those come from, this isn't creepy At all, so that was my first paranormal experience, (laughs) seeing the photos Of Bigfoot under my bed as as a wee. I
1: was hoping this was. I thought I was (laughs) hoping you were going to say that your father was like a a secret cryptozoologist (laughs) who was into this stuff.
6: No, but listen, I was really into like the Loch Ness monster. You know what I mean? The Bermuda Triangle. I really thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to affect me way more as like a little kid growing up. I was like, how am I going to deal with this when I get older? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what can I do to avoid the Bermuda Triangle? It sounds like it's something that's inevitably going to happen to me. Yes. And now it did. did Nothing ever happened, but. That no. was
1: the way my nephew was with volcanoes. He was very scared of volcanoes oh, yeah. growing up in Kansas and we mm-hmm. had to like try to tell him he didn't have You're to worry cool. about volcanoes. But there was always that those strange, mysterious forces as a child that you think will get you. <laughs> yes. I think it's because I grew up being told that God was watching my every move. He is. So I was paranoid she at is. all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I remember being so scared of the Bermuda Triangle. I was scared of Lincoln's ghost. I thought Lincoln's <laughs> ghost was gonna get me. Oh no, I'm that's,
6: laughing, but that is lame. terrifying. I thought Lee Harvey <laughs> like, <that's> Oswald's <laughs> ghost was gonna
1: get me.
5: <laughs> okay, oh my god, that's a, a presidential. Little
1: yeah, like, yeah, thing and a presidential assassin out. was gonna. Oddly, I wasn't scared of John Wilkes Booth. I was scared of Lincoln. Right. But <laughs> in the Kennedy case, I was scared of Lee Harvey Oswald. You're
2: all confused, dude. You're
6: so fucked up. Michael. <laughs> I'm so scared oh of these god, things. Oh my God. Are you in oh therapy? This.
2: Oh, I've been, you know, uh, trust me, I am is. and I will
1: continue to be This me is part therapy for Michael I, too this I podcast. was scared, I, I, I remember when I was a little boy When I would go to sleep, I would lay my head down on my pillow Which I named Mr. Comfortable because he was very <laughs> Wait, not kidding. that makes sense <laughs> So, Mr. Yeah. Comfortable It was full that. of like Mr. C It was full yeah, it was, yeah, it's Mr. C you keep me You're safe Mr. C. Right, right Mr. C and, <laughs> Wait wait Where's Mr.
6: C It's bedtime
1: <laughs> Mr. C Let's go uh, It was one of those pillows That had like that chunky Like orange and yellow Colored foam in it mm. And I know this Because I had it so long That it, a hole wore through it And it would leak out The <laughs> foam But I still used it And I would twist it up Like the, the slack I would twist it up and I it was Mr. Comfortable Man. I loved that pillow. Aww. But when I put when I put my head down on my pillow at night, I think I could hear like the foam fizzing and popping. And in my little boy imagination, I thought it was the sound of footprints. And I and I I had this I came up with this notion that there was a panther walking through the jungle <laughs> in a distant land. And it was making its way towards me,
2: Mother Jaguar.
1: Yeah, and it and like I could imagine this old timey like Sultan sort of king sending the panther out to come kill me. And I remember (laughs) every night when I would go to sleep, I'd hear the I would hear the panther's footsteps, and I was like, "That's the panther coming for me." And one day. He'll show up in my room and he'll eat me, and that's when I die.
2: All from a pillow. All from-, <laughs> All, <Mr>. All,
1: from <laughs> Mr. All from
6: Mr. Comfortable.
1: Mr. Comfortable was He was somehow
6: <laughs> related to the devil. Yeah, seriously. sending me
1: weird <laughs> subliminal messages about my own mortality. <laughs> oh my god. god.
6: Well, I'd never had a Mr. Comfortable um, like that, but I did have an experience once. Ooh. In college, I I you know am known to do the Ouija board a bunch. Really. <laughs> Life. I've done the Ouija. Hey, board with and we've you. definitely had a moment <laughs> we where we ouija And we this, will Sam. get to that. Yes. No way. But yeah. but before I get to that part, I was in college and I was like out rehearsing a scene late at night, like around midnight, with my scene partner. And I get back to my dorm room. And it's like an old dorm room in North Carolina, supposedly really haunted. People would, like students had killed themselves, like whatever. Like so that was like the, the urban usual. legend, the usual, you know, poor <laughs> tortured artist. But I get back to my dorm room like really late and my best friend lives across the hall from me and named Stacy and Stacy goes hey Anna um I knocked on your door and you didn't answer and I was like yeah I know I'm sorry I was like out rehearsing a scene and she was like no you weren't and I was like yeah I was and she goes No, no no I knocked on your door and then I heard your phone ring and then I heard you pick up the phone and say hello and then you didn't say anything else
2: Weird, and
6: I was like no that's impossible I'm not lying to you like I wasn't in the room like I don't know what you're talking about
1: and you didn't have a roommate
6: and I lived in a single um and so I was like that's really weird I swear to god I'm not lying so I opened my door and I had like one of those old fashioned answering machines. Do you want and to explain to the
1: kids what that is? An
6: answering machine is like not like, <laughs> not on a cell phone where you leave a message, but it's like a big thing where you call and someone literally like leaves you. It's just for messages. Totally. It's like really weird just for messages. But there was one, there was like a blinking red light on the machine. Mm. And so we go in the room and I, I press the message button and it's a guy and he's going, hello? Anna, Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Really? And so it was my friend Justin, and I was like, that's really weird. And so I I call him back, and I said, Justin, why did you leave such a weird voice message on my answering machine? And he said, because you picked up the phone, you said hello, and then you didn't say anything else.
2: Weird.
6: And so my friend Stacy had heard the exact same thing, and literally a week before that had all happened... We were doing the Ouija board in that room.
2: Oh, you fucked
5: up. And
6: I had contacted myself as an 80-year-old woman. No who way. Who said, be careful.
5: Whoa. What?
6: I don't know. Did you set
2: out to contact your future self <laughs> no, or did that just happen?
6: That just happened. It what? was the weirdest thing. Walk we were... us through
2: how you knew it was your future self.
6: Well, you know how you go and you do the Ouija board, and like Michael, you know we've done this yeah. before, so we know how this works. And you're just like, um, "Is anyone here? Hello, spirits. We're here to like speak with you. We're kind. We just want to talk." And <laughs> I like that we're kind. And we're I, cool. <laughs> we're cool. We're not judgmental. We're not you. We're not Exactly. And then you usually say like, "What is your name?" Yeah. And so at the time, this person spirit spelled out Anna. What? And then spelled out. My last name Camp, and it gave me chills up through my. I mean, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Yeah, and I kept saying, "Do you have any message for me? Do you have any message for me?" And she said, "Be careful. Be careful."
2: Wow. Whoa. Were you, you on the Ouija board alone, or were you with someone else? Stacy, I was oh, with you my. Were r- with Stacey yeah, Stacey I was doing with
6: Stacy. No. So I don't way. know how that has to do with like if I had, my energy was just like bounce. I don't know.
2: Who knows what that do is? Do you huh? think
1: that it was your? dead like it was your ghost from the future or do you think it was like some or do you think at some point when you're an 80 year old woman you're gonna be on an ouija board (laughs) and like you're gonna contact your younger self and tell her to be careful
6: that's a great question um i don't know i don't know i mean i enjoy doing the ouija board and i have a feeling i'll continue to do it for Till I'm 80. <laughs> At least so I can talk to my my past self. I feel <laughs> like you
1: should have learned you're your bra- lesson. Yeah, you're no,
6: brave. No, I like I want to keep going.
1: Oh, man. So
2: you're not intimidated or frightened by the spirit world. I am. Mm. But I
6: think that is why I want to keep doing it. I love
5: that. You, if that makes sense,
6: it's
2: weird mm-hmm. that like Absolutely. this
1: resulted in some sort of weird, either time loop or doppelganger. Yeah, the the you answering the phone mm-hmm. is weird. It's, there's for sure. uh, we talked on the Patreon. There's an ep- episode from um, October. We talked to my friend Chris Ogilvie who uh, works at some famous uh, L.A. haunted places, restaurants and hotels, and he had a bunch of stories. And he had a story about his um, doppelganger appearing to his mother, and I believe his grandmother. Mm -hmm. And um, the Gaelic term is called a fetch. And if you see yourself... If you see your own doppelganger, it means that you will die. Ew. So that is Michael. like really creepy. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't yeah. see so, so, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, no. You're good. You're good. Okay. This was A while ago. That sounds horrific. <laughs> what do you think? What do you, how do you unpack that? What do you? What do you think that was? Like, um, what, is, what does your gut tell you that was?
6: my gut tells me listen I was also experimenting with a lot of drugs at the time <laughs> I mean my gut isn't saying that that was like I wasn't high at the time that I was doing it but also you know when you're when you're sort of uh, vibrating energy out into the world and it's so interesting because as I was when, I'm an actor right and so sometimes like I'm trying to reach a certain place when I do act where you forget that you're acting and you're just sort of in this spiritual journey or whatever is happening to you and you kind of leave yourself and you're like watching yourself from <clears throat> from a, from above in a way. Sure. And at that moment while I was rehearsing the scene, that's what was happening that night. Oh cool. So it was kind of like a really I had a huge breakthrough that night while working. I don't know hmm. if my energy was like pinging around, opened a That's gateway cool. or something. Huh? I don't know, <laughs> but I believe that there's a possibility that something like that. Can that happen. adds
2: to that adds to the story element of it anyway. I yeah. mean, but you know, being on drugs doesn't explain your friend <laughs> or Justin no. uh, experiencing the same thing that you were able to, uh, you and know, being on, <laughs> And
1: being on drugs does not excuse your behavior.
6: <laughs> and I <laughs> am not. I'd say, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Don't. Do them. And I was not on drugs that night.
1: So. Um, what do you remember what play you were doing? Well, I, or what scene? The play I was, was? doing
6: a play, a play the called "The Hat Full of Rain." Uh huh. Oh, um, yeah. If you guys know that play, it's a really it was like a really good, beautiful. You know, Michael's like, no, no, it's <laughs> okay. It's kind of a weird... no. I do know it. Oh. I was.
1: You just looked over while I was wiping my nose. <laughs> oh, that's and why. I got embarrassed. My finger was way
6: your up my nose. My was so it. far up <laughs> <under laughs> your nose. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> your nose I'm, I'm gonna try to forget Don't use
5: it.
6: Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It was like a really kind of cool, kind of you know, argumentative scene t- between. T- t- a married couple. It was passionate, you know,
5: Mm -hmm. I've
1: had those breakthroughs though, especially when you're in theater school and you're working those late hours, sometimes like just being fatigued and frustrated in a scene. I would just like you let go. And I definitely remember having some really big breakthroughs where you're right, Anna. It does feel like you get out of the way, and mm-hmm. something else kind of comes into your body and takes over in a really odd way. It does feel almost like you are channeling yeah. something. And I had those moments, and the, and and unfortunately for me, they're few and far in between. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my talent, but <laughs> no, they are still so few and far but the, between. Yeah, you know? it's almost like having this religious moment where you're like, "Holy fuck!" Some. It's almost as if like. Uh, an intelligence, a higher intelligence that's either in the text of the play, especially when it's, it's usually when it's a very good play, or this happened with me a few times with Shakespeare too, Mm -hmm. where like suddenly something unlocks this thing slips in and you kind of tap into a higher universal understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's this real, I mean, you're lucky if that moment lasts a minute or two. Right. It's almost like a dream, like a lucid dream, where if you become too aware of it, you're suddenly taken out of it. Mm. But I love I loved when those moments mm, happen. I think that
6: that's <clears throat> kind of the search that I'm always on, mm-hmm. is for those moments. And that's why I keep wanting to do this. And it's so hard to do, obviously. It's, it's, it's easier for me to get there when it comes to a theater piece than it is yeah. for Karen. Because it's just like you have to do everything over and over and over and over again. But there's something so spiritual about getting out of your own way and operating on this really, truly beautiful, elevated level and connecting with the other person and breathing with another person Mm -hmm. that can like take you to a place that you know only not only acting can do but isn't that why we want to be actors is you know connection yeah, to and, yourself and to your scene partner and
1: especially with um plays and god it's been so long since i've done one i know you you still do theater on the regs but like when you have a when when you get into like the lights come up and you enter and you are now for the next 2 hours whatever it is you are under the command of a code, which is a text, which is a script. And sort of that takes over your body for those next two hours. It is a very meditative experience. You don't Mm -hmm. have... Now, of course, you always hear actors telling stories about, yeah, I've been on stage, I've done so many times, I'm thinking about... I'm saying the words when I'm thinking about my laundry or the things I got to do. But it really does become this weird exercise where... Your your brain is being sort of rerouted and reprogrammed and um, put into a different plane of consciousness for mm-hmm. those a heightened state of consciousness for those next few hours and uh, yeah it's it's weird weird stuff comes through Tapped in that moment. into yeah you yeah. really tap it's like it's it's weird it's like it's like um, having a mantra and meditating people
6: get up people always say how do you do it over and over how do you deal with the repetition but the repetition is actually part of the meditation right so once you have all of those words and you've said them so many times, your body actually gets more free because you don't have to think about what you're saying next, mm-hmm. and it like becomes m- way more than anything that you you know what I mean. You forget what you have to say because you know it's just going to come out, and you're allowing yourself to experience it differently. You it's know, like those
2: old uh, Kubrick stories, like open you shoot the same take like 107 times mm-hmm. until you get so frustrated you just you forget what you're doing or you just do it automatically.
6: Yeah, I think
2: yeah. it works in writing too. There's that great book uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield,
6: My favorite book but he'll ever. talk
2: about he'll talk about Did every time it? before he writes he uh, he does this invocation to the muses. You know what I mean? And he'll light a candle and and he'll say this uh, you know this thing that he says every time before he writes, where he invites the muses to inspire his his work and. Uh, you know, he, he says there's something to that. So, you know, same with performing, you know, I think, uh, yeah, there is sort of like calling upon the higher powers, whatever they may be to sort of influence, One's work and maybe you know tapping into that is there's something there you know Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah crazy
5: crazy
6: Um,
2: do you remember the time we did the Ouija board and you got mad at me because
6: (laughs) I definitely speaking
1: of incantations so we were gonna do an Ouija (laughs) board one night and I was like
6: you were so intense.
1: We were hanging me. out and I was like, listen, before we do this, I downloaded an incantation that we have to say oh, no. to, to protect like, ourselves from any evil spirits. And you all like, like,
0: just relax, you, bro. You, you,
1: you wanted, I got this. you were just like, I want to see if I win the lottery. That's all I care about. Did like, I you're, say no, no, no. But you were basically coming in with like, I just got a few questions. And yeah, like, man, I just got if you're a few chill, questions. they're
6: chill. And, and I stood like, up and I'm incantation, like, I'm like to the West,
1: we recognize <laughs> the arcane. I will never forget
6: those in my life. And you know what happened, though, by the way? We lit candles. We did this incantation. I was highly uncomfortable. Um, I remember my dog, like, left the room because he was like, what's happening? And then, by the way, we contacted, and you know what kept going over and over? Six. 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 Oh, yeah. nice six. Work.
2: Oh, six. six six Yeah Oh man Yeah Way to it go
1: It was a You were so <laughs> mad at me You were mad at the Ouija board cause
6: you, Cause you, I wanted a fun chill night you, Michael. You Michael You were like
3: Michael, Michael brought the you. dark <laughs> arm And the And Anna looks at me and goes
6: I was All I wanted Was
1: some positive reinforcement <laughs> And we were contacting a demon <laughs>
6: That's
5: so You true. were so
6: mad And uh, then I never Ouija'd with you no, again No yeah,
1: never ever. again oh, I never well, shit, I'm glad no I protected does. us because this shit <laughs> is mean.
0: Oh, my God. Hey,
6: I was thinking about another story that funny. happened with us. I've been known to kind of accidentally, not accidentally, I've been known to turn off the television when I don't like something. Like, I'll be like, I can't like, 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 I'll be watching like a Netflix show and I'll be like, I just can't take this anymore. And I'll like look over like really sharp and then it'll just like turn off. What? What? Yes, and this happened with you and me once.
1: Oh, I don't remember. You this.
6: and I had just we you had like given me some stupid award on TV. Oh yeah, and we went back home. Congratulations. to...
5: Congratulations!
6: <laughs> yeah, it really it's, it's so sentimental. Stu- I, I don't know. Laugh, it's in huh? the yeah. garage. So I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we we went out to dinner and then we came back and we were going to watch how silly we looked on this like TV show. Oh yeah, on the award show. And I remember we were sitting on the couch. And I was like, oh, here's the part that I know I looked really dumb or did something stupid. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. And it turned off.
1: Weird. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah,
6: that was weird. And what about my weird thing with Rocky? Oh, I know. I have, uh, There's some weird shit going on yeah. in my life.
1: Wait, are you talking about when we showed up on the local news? When
6: we showed up on the local news <laughs> like years, years later. later. Okay, what? Okay. so here's the story. This um, one's a little
1: easier to explain, but yeah. still a weird...
6: <laughs> Do you, should I not get into it? No, get into it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so I got my dog um, from Arkansas. He like came on a plane, and we were picking it up, and I needed Michael to go with me, so we went to the airport to pick up my dog. And at, the at the Bob Hope International, Burbank, of California. Of course. Airport, and everything was great, and we get home, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Two years later, we're watching TV. And they're doing a traffic report on the lo- local news about Burbank Airport is you know under construction and, and, under construction. Yeah. And I see this blonde girl like with her hair on top of her head with like a dog thing, and she turns around to the camera and she's like, "Hey!" <laughs> <Look at that laughs> house. And I go, "That's so weird. That looks like me." And then I see Michael walking next to me, and I go, "Wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute, am weird. I like getting out of my... that They use stock footage that's from the funny. day from the that, we, day picked that up... we picked up my dog two years later. <laughs> that yeah, is crazy. and I
1: remember then when you told me that, I remember that as we were walking out, there was a camera crew there, <laughs> and of course, like the professional she is, <laughs> Anna immediately found Lens
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the camera.
6: <laughs> I did. Anyway, that's not really paranormal. She but...
2: knew she'd spot herself two years but later. But
6: that was so weird
1: mm-hmm. to suddenly see yourself... See, it's so really strange on the news, yeah. yeah, with the on the day that you got your puppy.
6: yeah, that was oh. so important.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. What do you think about the turning off the TV stuff? Are you a genie?
6: I don't know, You're I don't know. In. I don't know am I am I am I also feel kind of like guilty saying that I am tapped in like I feel strange about like admitting that and being like, is because there it's something? a brag? Well, I don't know is it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think so. I, think I feel so. like some people look at me like I'm good. crazy and like maybe that's not really true, but it it has happened on the reg.
1: What are some other stuff can you think of any other weird was there p- weird paranormal stuff growing up that ever happened? Is there like anything in your family or anything locally that you were like, oh, that was always kind of a thing? Or? I
6: mean, my mom would always talk about how she would hear or see ghosts. I mean, oh, she would always, okay. definitely. <laughs> That'll
1: work. <laughs>
3: that, there's found something. Like... Grew up in a haunted house.
6: Yeah, okay. apparently. No, my, my, we grew up in the South, which is always very, you know, haunted and there's always ghost stories and um, stuff like that but she I, I guess there was one time where they had like a furnace in their house this is before I was burnt before you were burnt to a crisp oh god <laughs> before, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was before,
2: before <laughs> I was burned at the stake. Oh, <laughs> the three of us uh, sitting in here oh, did I mention bait? I was a witch in Salem so basically
6: oh, I'm just a witch um, no before I was born excuse me um, but this guy apparently came over to my mom's bed and was like waking her up this like ghost Person, what? And my mom woke up and found my sister had c- gotten out of her bed and was sleeping so close to the fire <gasps> oh, that no. she could have like burned. God.
2: Whoa! And so the ghost was like, kind of h- saying, Helping. "Hey, yeah,
6: going like, hey, get up, like, get go up. check on your daughter,
2: right?" Um, yeah.
6: so I don't know. Yeah, that... yeah.
3: That reminds me of something that happened to me that I've never actually talked about on the show. Whoa. Really? But, yeah, I was um, I was with a what well, an ex girlfriend. Um, not at the time, but. Uh, we, we'd we made a fire in like a wood burning stove thing and uh, the the wood was like wet cause it was the middle of winter. So we put one of the logs on top to dry it out and then we fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that log like heated up and actually lit on fire, like out of the fireplace sitting there. And I was in this like deep, deep sleep and something like grabbed me and pulled me out of sleep. And I felt myself like like coming out of sleep. And I woke up, and the whole room was just full of smoke.
5: Whoa. Really? Yeah.
3: And and the, that log was, like, crumbling into embers. And, like, we would have died. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. See? And, like, so something, I don't know if it was just my own mind, like, being like, you got to wake up, you got to wake up, you got to wake up. Or if whatever it was, but it was like it's something just pulled pulled me out and saved us. Which
1: Guardian
5: Thank angel. Thank God, yeah, I believe in that.
2: Really. Stuff. That's
5: crazy. Real. Yeah. That's
1: so weird. Yeah. Both fire related. It's so those like, so it elemental. It's, it's those
2: aliens who took you when you were a kid. They're watching out for you, man. You're not done Aww. yet, and like <laughs> youngling. Yeah, wow. So,
1: I wonder. I wonder when if if when it's something like so elemental and primal as like fire like you're going to be burned if it's easier for like a uh bear with me here but if it's easier <laughs> for like a ghost or an angel to like warn you because it's like this ancient force that they're also tapped into this yeah. sort of like natural force that they're like okay uh, I don't know maybe that they're like Amplified by, uh, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah, just like they're given energy. I mean, that's why.
2: You, that's why you burn incense. It's the transfiguration of a solid to a gas. You know what I mean? There's a. Mm. It's like you said. There's an elemental aspect to the that. Material you know? to the spiritual. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Very strange.
2: <clears throat> I don't Very know.
1: Strange. <sighs> oh you look, you look, Anything recently? Anything recently come up? Yeah, spooky.
6: (laughs) Just now. (laughs) Do you not see this cool, like crazy Uh, ghost?
1: Oh, there's a shadow person right next to me. No, but actually,
6: someone, something did happen. Let's hear it. This is kind of sad and cool at the same time. Okay. Um, you guys know Scott Wilson, the actor? Uh, He was on The Walking Dead.
2: Hmm. Oh. uh, He just passed away. Oh shoot. Oh yeah. Right.
6: Yeah, he just passed away. Um, he was a great actor. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah. and we had done a movie together years ago, um, never did anything, uh, but he played my dad, and he'd never actually, like, had kids, so whenever we'd see each other, he'd always be like, daughter, daughter, and it was, like, so wonderful, and I just loved him, and then I found out that he passed away, and I was really, you know, broken up about it and sad, and I was, like, looking through all my photos um, and I found like a picture that I was getting. I always have problems with people kind of posting things on Instagram, being like, "I worked with in their debt," you know what I mean. So right. I was like, "I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that." But I took the photo out and I just set it on my windowsill, um, and then didn't think anything of it. And then I had a trip to go on, and I grabbed the book "The Road" to take mm-hmm. with me on the trip. And I'm out on the balcony, just like I have the book in my hand, and all of a sudden, like this little piece of paper flies out of the book and slams up against this glass, you know, balcony, wherever, mm-hmm. so you don't fall or whatever. And I like immediately go to grab it, because I know it's important, but I have no idea what it is. And I take it, and it is literally a cut out of Scott. What? Whoa. And
1: like from a magazine or from
6: from the Polaroids that we had taken from our costume fittings that for some reason I had kept this one purely a body like a paper doll. Yeah. Of Scott. And it had nothing to do with the photo that I found. I randomly took the book The Road. I had placed that photo in the book The Road and he came out on that balcony, while I was like thinking of him, and said hello to me. Whoa. I am not kidding. so yeah. like out of a movie. And got <clears throat> chills, and Whoa. I like yeah, I got chills too. I was like, oh my god! And then I remembered that we had both saved them, and we had I had kept them. And the book is about fathers and yeah. sons, mm-hmm. and you know everything. And, um, and I just, like, I set, I set the little photo of him out to, like, watch the ocean, uh-huh. like, while we were on the trip. And I just was like, that was something from above. Like, that was him saying hi and that he recognized that I was sad and that I had, you know, totally. really loved him and was missing him. Oh,
1: so, that's wild. Pretty crazy. What a special story, too. Oh, yeah.
6: I just got, like, chills.
1: Yeah, like, I got chills listening to that. Thinking about it. That's cool. I love that because it does really kind of, I, I mean, I... I really think moments like that really kind of help you through the grieving process. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. they're still there somewhere. They're still here in a way and Yeah. I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, and it happens more than more than you think, too. We were mm-hmm. talking about this like window of when like people pass that they have like this like short amount of time to like sort of relay messages to to people they really, you know, had a had a bonding with or cared about and um, there seems to be the more times we hear those stories, there seems to be some real truth to that. You know I mean? Yeah. I wonder what that is. There's like, uh... You know, sort of a different take on a purgatory. Like after you pass, there's this sort of like this in-between world before you really move on, you know? They have <clears> to <throat>
6: be like, there. that's what it is about, like connection between people. Like there's something beyond just here on earth and just like hanging out and sitting in this room. Mm-hmm. But it's like there is some sort of real love and yeah. bonding and, and connection that goes on that we cannot see you know Mm -hmm. or touch but that is stronger than any of this it holds a
2: vibration and energy yeah
6: absolutely and i feel like there is a place that like there's an in-between world where you can hear you Mm -hmm. can hear that love from wherever you are and like there's magic that happens that they you know send down upon you or whatever yeah. it may be to kind of comfort you. That's a
2: great way to describe it too, is it's cause it's, it's a little bit spiritual, but it's also a little bit magical too. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that sort of a uh, untouchable quality to it.
6: You feel a little like when that happened, I <laughs> felt a little like playful also. Yeah. I felt like there was a bit of this like playful kind of joy yeah. in it. The mm-hmm. way that it happened, the way that it felt where it was, it wasn't like it was moving, but at first it was like kind of this weird little magical Well, I think thing. it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that happens. Yeah. It really
1: is exciting. And I, I think that excitement can, in some situations, like... Then quickly translate into fear, and then mm-hmm. I think in a lot of like in in a safe situation like the one you had, it there is that joy to find in it, and especially with the relationship that you're describing, you that's what he'd be going for, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, if I think sending it, you that message, and mm-hmm. I think it takes
2: away some of the sting of death too. I mean, some of the the message seems to be that like over and over, like hey, it's it's all okay, you know, like yeah. don't worry about. What happens? Because that's what we're also seem to be concerned about. As yeah, know, yeah, don't we're be also so focused fearful, on this life. Like we're like, yeah,
6: there's something more. I think you so. Know? I believe in that definitely. Yeah.
1: Wild. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So. Um <clears throat> wow, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. That oh my was god, yeah. Awesome. I'm
6: glad I got to. Yeah. I'm like I actually haven't told that many people about it. Oh, so I love that. Aww, that's well, cool.
1: Now thousands. <laughs> I mean more like hundreds. More like of dozens of people have heard that story. <laughs>
5: hey, wow.
1: Um uh Bryce Riley, yeah, Anna. Yeah. We yeah. have a voicemail from our hotline to listen oh, to today. A listen wow. listeners have started to call in and leave us voicemails. I'm super excited. We're pretty excited. legit like that. This okay. is our we've been we've sent out the number for months.
6: Is this a setup? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no.
5: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> we've got a call. We have a hotline. Um <laughs> Riley, do you want to play us the the uh the so- uh, the song? I almost said song. Maybe they're singing. Maybe they're they're singing. They're singing. Yeah, they singing. Do know. you want to uh, let's let's check let's go to the hotline. We need a little uh, let's like, go to music cue for this.
6: We need a little like <laughs> <Time>. <laughs>
1: that should do it.
3: I'll cook something. Up, throw it in. All right. Yeah, we actually got a couple messages, but we'll play one on this show and uh, save another for the next episode. Cool.
4: Hey, Bigfoot Collectors Club. I feel super weird doing this, um, but I feel like I have to. So, um, for any LA listeners, if you decide to play this on the show, um, there was a fire in the Westchester area um, about a week ago, um, just before Thanksgiving. And inside of the apartment um, were two gunshot victims who were both dead at the scene. This is super tragic. Um, so that was my apartment building. And ever since they died, I have been feeling some type of energy in my apartment. I didn't know these girls um, I had never met them they had just moved in um, but I had just been kind of feeling like they were there it felt colder in my room it felt like there was this pressure uh, on me at all times um, so anyway my my boss uh, I'm a personal assistant and my boss is uh, an energy healer and um, she does Reiki and all of those things and she I swear to you so the one night I couldn't take it anymore my door was rattling. Um, it was getting really bad, and I finally was like, Christina, I can't sleep. You know, these girls, uh, I just, I feel them. They're there. They need help, and I can't help them. I, I'm, not, I'm not in tune with that. And, uh, and she apparently got in touch with them somehow, didn't even come near my apartment. Um, but she found them, and she asked. So this is what she told me. She asked the Archangel Michael to take them and to guide them, and I kid mm. you not, I stepped into my apartment and there is no energy it's gone um, so whatever she did worked or they went all over they went to the other side on their own um, but anyway uh, I felt like it was really crazy and something that needed to be shared um, with some club Scouts so um, there you go anyway uh, I'm I'm sorry to
5: oh Oh, oh no! That's the
3: two-minute limit uh, on the old boys' way. You two-minute limit. <clears throat> it's a tight two, guys. Uh, <laughs> wow.
1: Well, thank you so wow. much for sharing your story. Totally. That yeah, that's a good one. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Westchester Fire. Oh man, was that part of the big um, fires that we had? It was. Here? I think was. so. Jeez. Well, first but of all, there of, were I don't
6: gunshot know. victims that had,
1: and then, and then the building caught on fire. It sounds like. So, sound poor, boy. You're you're living in a very intense vortex at the moment um Seriously. that is tough that's crazy i'm so glad you had someone in your life who could help you out a solid reminder that get yourself like a ghost expert get them in your wheelhouse in case <laughs> shit gets down and funky you have someone to turn to for have help that reiki
2: healer on speed yeah dial.
1: exactly wow what a weird story what do you think about that
6: the doors um, rattling. I, I, I'm. I was. It sounds terrifying. I'm just really happy that she worked it out. She called the club. Um. Out. She <laughs> called. Yeah. I'm glad that she shared it with you guys, and I believe it. You Again, know?
1: another fire related ghost story. That's kind. Of, I don't know. There's a. We have a recurring theme. Yeah. There's a
3: news story about it. November seventeenth. So that was. Whoa.
1: A... Not too long ago. Wow. Hmm. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for calling in. God, that's crazy. I'm glad that uh, my my angel namesake could get those girls out of there. Yeah, good work. Um, Yeah, yeah, wow, that's nuts. Well, I mean,
6: I've walked into a place before, like looking for an apartment to rent once, and I remember I was I was walking in. There was like this room that felt really cold and terrible, and like something awful had happened. And then as we were leaving, the woman disclosed to us that the woman hung herself. Oh. No, thank
1: you. Yeah. Oh.
6: So I moved right in.
3: <laughs> nice. I'll take it. And I did
6: the Ouija board. All night long. All night long. Ouija
2: board. All night. All night.
1: Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, Anna, we have a game we like to play with our guests. Yes. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. Mm. I'm gonna go down a list and I'm gonna name things and you're gonna say Bullshit if you don't believe in them. Or believe it if you do. You can only say one of those two things. Those are your two options. We can always circle back and unpack something. The
6: rules of this game are so hard. (laughs) Yeah, and they're hardcore.
1: Bullshit or believe it? Got it. Are you ready? Ready. On your mark, get set. Ghosts.
6: Believe it. UFOs. Believe it.
1: Bigfoot. Believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes.
6: (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs)
1: Fairies. (laughs)
6: <laughs> bullshit
1: Unicorns
6: Oh bullshit
1: Loch Ness Monster Believe it Alien Greys
6: <laughs> B- Don't know what that is believe Pass it. One of these guys Alien Greys The
3: yeah, Grey like Aliens a gray skin
1: alien.
6: uh, Believe it
1: uh, Parallel Universes Believe it Reptilians disguising themselves as humans
6: <laughs> Believe it
1: Nice <laughs> Mermaids I think that's a first
6: <laughs> uh, Believe it <laughs>
1: Heaven Bullshit! You won. You won. won.
6: I believe it. I believe it. You
1: won. Bryce over hell. Believe it. Dragons.
6: Bullshit. Yeti. Bullshit. Elves. Believe it.
1: Dog man. It's a real thing. Believe it. That's the correct answer. ESP. Believe it. Chupacabra. (laughs) Believe it. Sorry for the cultural appropriation, everyone. Demons. (laughs) Believe it. Atlantis.
6: (laughs) Believe it. Life
1: on other planets. Believe it. World peace. I
6: want to believe it so bad. Peace
1: in the multiverse. Believe it. That's it. You scored
2: really yeah, well. You yeah, you did well.
6: <laughs> I believe in so much. Yeah. Big, I'm open-minded. Yeah, Good
1: I'd say you. you're more a believer than bullshit. Yeah. I think so. Um, you passed. Bigfoot, you're kind of on the fence about...
6: Bigfoot, I am a little on the fence about, but I am noticing your socks right uh-huh. now. Which are great, by the way. Which are great because there's Big, Bigfoot men all over it. <laughs> yeah. And so it makes me feel like if there's socks about Bigfoot, then he must be. I wore
2: my Bigfoot yeah. socks
6: too. Are you wearing Oh my God, you guys are all wearing Isn't Bigfoot that socks. Cute? I, I
3: didn't have mine You're not today, nuts. but I do have those same or
5: ones. Do you
6: have- I believe yeah. I, I it's gonna take a little more convincing for me. I mean I think maybe the <laughs> next time socks. we sit around together and more <laughs> than just socks I might I might who knows I might have a big fit experience. Let and... me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have
1: you done it have you looked into it? Have you done any research other than see some blurry photos?
6: Um, yeah, I have done research. I have gone hiking <laughs> um, in Bronson Canyon <laughs> twice a week, and I'm like, "Yo, Big,
2: yo,
5: Biggie, <laughs> yo,
6: Biggies, you around? Where you at?" And I don't hear anything, mm. and so it's really getting frustrating. My search for Well, no for wonder Bigfoot. you're skeptical. I'm am g- one foot out.
1: I
2: think you got to branch out, out a little Bigfoot bit. I'm one foot
6: out the door. Believe so in Bigfoot.
2: Wonder you if you could reach out. Bigfoot through a Ouija board. It'd you know what? I would try to do that.
6: Bigfoot is possibly dead, then. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, well, he, we, are we well. Do you know our original
1: uh, title for this podcast was going to be Bigfoot is a ghost?
2: That's right.
6: Oh, because we, we... should have brought the Ouija board. I
1: know. Mm. We 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 subscribe to a uh, a popular theory. Not, I mean, Bryce a little bit more. I think than maybe me or Riley that. Uh, Bigfoot might be an interdimensional entity that slips in and out from another dimension through portals.
2: Doesn't that just sound more fun?
6: (laughs) That sounds so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do that through portals. I want to go through portals, too. I want to go through interdimensional portals. All right.
2: Well, speaking of the
1: paranormal, it's almost time for high strangeness. When we come back, Bryce is going to grace us with this week's topic of high strangeness. That's right.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.
2: Nice So we're back <laughs> I love when, when Bryce just re
5: That was actually my
6: very favorite. awesome <laughs> I want you. that to be like my ringtone or my alarm clock
3: You can have that That's all yours Nice <laughs> So we're back So we're back That is a good alarm clock Yeah it yeah,
6: is yeah, you're like, like let's you are like, like Nice I am back yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm, I'm glad to entertain. Oh,
1: here we go. It's going to be one
5: of these days. It
1: really It's going to be one of these episodes.
2: I feel a little unprepared. I it's... was supposed to uh, regale you stories of, of Yeti because uh, it was close to Christmas time. But as I started my research, I was like, oh, my God, this is a big topic. Um, not only that, it was like science seemed to befuddle it quite easily. And so I, I really have to pick my poison when it when it came to the Yeti story. So I ended up on uh, what's known as as the Paranormal Highway, and it runs across uh, the United States. Here's a book that Michael gave me uh, while I was recovering from my foot surgery, uh, but it's called The 37th Parallel, and it's written by Ben Mesrick. And- We've
1: talked about this a few times on the show. Yeah, this came talked- up on Paul F. Tompkins' episode. Oh, is that right? <laughs> way back in 2017.
2: Yeah, so you may know Ben Mesrick. He basically um, he wrote the book on... Um, The Social Network and bringing down the house, which turned both turned into movies. Yeah, Twenty One and and The Social Network. Um, So this was kind of a new territory for him discussing anything like UFOs. I mean, he's a pretty mainstream author and whatnot.
1: put that book down you were making me so nervous what? the way you're just casually <laughs> flipping it over in your hands
6: it's, no, i was liking okay, it cool. okay
2: cool i was getting a little worried i was gonna it was like kind of
6: like home shopping network the way they take the like rings and the
2: things well you know i was a hand model no that's not true so could this be. is you um, could be thank you thank you very much so basically, this is the story about a, a guy named Chuck Zukowski. Chuck Zukowski was a, a, a microchip engineer in California, but he had this fascination ever since he was a kid with uh, – was sort of like we do with the paranormal and, and UFOs. So much so that um, he would actually take his family, like his wife and his uh, few kids on they, – they, he sold his car and got this big RV and he would – Take him what he convinced him would be family trips, but he was really going to like check out like uh, UFO activity or like a uh, place where there was a case. And this is um, like when
1: my dad said, We're going to Disney World, and we drove there from Kansas and we had to stop at every Civil War battlefield along the way, <laughs> right. which was like the most torture for any kid who just really wants to see Pirates of the Caribbean,
2: <laughs> right? Totally. Only this would be much more fun because he was visiting places like uh, Roswell and the. Uh, the Mesa uh, Mesa Verde cliffs and stuff like that. Anyway, um <laughs> this so, is Bryce's dream man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, totally. Um anyway, he sort of became in and around uh around Colorado as the as the in Texas as the molder of El Paso because he was people started describing him as the UFO nut. But what he really became um an expert in was uh Cattle mutilations. Have, are you familiar with the subject at all, or? <laughs> and <laughs> this, and my, this is yeah. the and worst does first my face date ever. <laughs>
6: does my face oh. Say anything? Oh, I am super not familiar. Super not with familiar with that. No, but I have a feeling you're about to enlighten about, me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wasn't on the Tinder profile. <laughs> you didn't
6: put that on my email when you told me you were, I was coming in. to you, talk about big I, oh, no. I
1: lured her in with the promise of the abominable <laughs> snowman. Yes. Oh. And, <laughs> Bryce is sliding
2: cattle, cattle mutilations <laughs> into her DMs. I just thought I'd slip that in there.
6: Sli- I'm about to ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> Swiping left. Oh Swiping left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm really unprepared for this. No, <laughs> oh I'm open. Oh, I'm, open.
6: No. I'm open. New Year, Here come. same Wait, old
2: Bryce. <laughs> please tell
6: me why you were talking about cattle mutilations. Well,
2: for, to give you a, uh, a little background, so since the 60s, there have been over 10,000 cattle mutilations in and across the United States. And the odd thing about cattle mutilations is...
6: (laughs) Tell me more.
2: Tell
6: Tell me more now.
2: Well, they seem to be completely drained of their blood.
6: Mm. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
2: They seem to be always on their left side. And half of of their face is taken off. And they're...
6: (laughs) And this is where I get up and go to the bathroom and climb out the window and leave him the check. Oh
2: no! What have I done? And they're and, <laughs> and in
6: And I'm running down. I'm running down Melrose, and I'm leaving, and I'm hailing oh an Uber, no. and I'm actually just getting into anyone's car and going take me out well, of the states.
2: Oh my God! I'm
6: kidding. Keep no, going.
2: It's okay. <laughs> you know, this became such a problem. You were saying about the rectum And you were saying about faces
6: being exploded or something?
2: I brought some pictures.
6: <laughs> okay! It was so great being here oh with you guys today. This well, music is giving me a panic attack and all the images that are in my brain about cows uh, will no. be haunting me this evening as I try to sleep.
2: Anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of left abashed. Uh, me oh. too. Uh, <sighs> let me refocus <laughs> keep, <So> this, going. <laughs> keep going keep <laughs> going so this became such a problem that uh three state governors actually uh petitioned the attorney general to to investigate into this because it was sort of a befuddling thing these ranchers would find these cattle sometimes horses <laughs> you know well you know as a as a rancher this is like part of your family some of these horses and and um and basically, so they, you know, these three state governors, they got together and they they petitioned the attorney general to investigate. Well, ten years later, <clears throat> and the FBI decided to investigate. And over ten years, a hundred FBI uh, personnel, they really they really were confounded and they couldn't find anything.
1: Now, here's the thing <laughs> that uh, we haven't touched upon yet: that these things happen with almost surgical precision. That's right. Overnight, in yeah. the middle of the night, oftentimes what Ranchers, farmers would come out and discover some of their cattle or even their horses, like completely exanguated, yeah, drained of blood,
2: Mm. and
1: looks like lasers have removed some organs and some of the skin and the flesh. Yeah, I did not know we were talking about this today.
2: Well, this is a big Mm -hmm. part of the the story because Chuck Zukowski kind of became the. the expert on it because he could talk to ranchers and, and stuff like that, yeah. um, you know. It, it, I want to read a little bit because he goes to this one ranch in Rush, Colorado. This girl named Glenda, yeah. and she's like, "I've been waiting for you to get here." And <laughs> and it was about a week Glenda later. Glenda the Goodwitch. Glenda, yes, that's right. You know, she had a she called nine one one right after it happened, and a couple officers came out from the local sheriff's department, and and they really didn't know what to make of it, so they kind of were just like, you know, uh, they chalked it up to kind of like animal cruelty possibly predators which was totally not the case obviously she was like completely like unimpressed with their diagnosis so she caught wind of Chuck who had dealt with this before and he came out there and immediately he could tell that like it, it just had a weird feeling you know um, she went on to describe that uh, these two horses basically were, were found mutilated princess and buck and they were <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no it's okay and uh get
1: to the UFOs. Get to the UFOs. <laughs> uh,
2: let me get to the UFOs. But one thing one thing was strange though is she found this uh one of the her other horses uh was there when it happened. Um this is really sad. Yeah, I'm no, like starting I know. i No, cry. I know what you're about to
1: read, and it's very sad. Oh, no. It is. Uh,
6: oh, I'm fragile right now.
2: <laughs> so, so, the handful of cows Chuck could see were clustered together in a small section of their feed area, as close to the barn as they could go. Stop it, Michael. Beyond them, within the horse corral, the horses were behaving similarly. Crowded together near the back fence in the distance, he could hear a dog making noise from somewhere inside the house. A high-pitched sound, more wail than bark. They've been like that since it happened, Glenda said. Huddled over there by the barn, and then, almost as an afterthought, they won't go near the bodies.
1: (laughs) This is like an exercise in (laughs) nihilism.
6: I'm like sweating. Uh,
2: Me too, me too. Uh, Okay. I should have prepared more. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, so no, he found that the... uh, that the the you know the animals, especially her dog, it wouldn't come out of the house anymore. So obviously they had witnessed something pretty dramatic and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and these
1: these things are really traumatic as well because uh, farmers and ranchers are losing not only pets in some situations, but also like. Their livelihood is super affected by this. Yeah. And so they're they're out. They're losing money on some of these. Well, it's true. And, stuff. you know,
2: part of the petition to the attorney general's office that together these ranchers had culminated losses in excess of $1 million. Anyway, so he started to—I guess I'll get to the point of this—is is, is he started to find this correlation. Not only was he researching UFO uh, incidents that happened as well, um, but he started to—when he—basically, he—, basically he he, he would put all these pins on a map of where these things took place. And, uh, after about 10 years of doing this, he, he, he basically found that there was some, seemed to be some sort of connection and it, and he called it the 37th parallel. Yeah, Cause it's running <coughs> along. The... It runs right along the 37th parallel here as the cover of the book. And he was able to kind of triangulate where all these like UFO sightings and all, all these cattle mutilations and, uh, And
1: some of the stuff like the Hopkinsville Goblin story from the 1950s where a bunch of Kentucky hillbillies Claimed to be attacked by silver-suited glowing creatures in 1954. Was along the 37th parallel near there. The Flatwoods Monster's not too far from the 37th parallel. The Loveland Frogman's not too far from the 37th parallel, I believe. So there's also, like, throughout history, there's uh, through American history and folklore, there are these weird creatures that kind of show up, and they're all along or near within, you know, an hour or two of this... this, uh, of this line that goes across, yeah,
2: the United States. and it was a strange thing too. He also found that a lot of U.S. bases were along those same lines too. Area fifty-one, NORAD, and Cheyenne. He even he is even Edwards believes,
1: along there. Edwards is further it, south. I don't know, yeah. uh,
2: but he believed that 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 underground base in Dulce runs right along the thirty-seventh parallel. Dulce is supposed, uh, the supposed underground base of an uh, of an alien extraterrestrial base down there.
1: Yeah, it's a black government <laughs> site where, uh, or government black site where, like, uh, a uh, janitor wasn't he a janitor?
2: Oh, uh, what's no, we went over the... Phil no, Schneider? He, no, he was a geoengineer. Oh, he was a geoengineer. I yeah, always think he's a janitor. Jeez, my he geez.
1: claims to have encountered an alien in an underground tunnel at Dulce that shot his hand with
2: a laser and melted
1: it.
6: Wow, that's a big <laughs> claim.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's a big claim. Um, but but I, I digress. Believe it.
6: <laughs> what believe, lo- it. Believe, believe it. it.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. What I loved about this, though, is he he goes on to talk about uh, um, Skinwalker Ranch and 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 he had some run-ins with Bob Bigelow. Robert Bigelow is a uh, is a billionaire reclusive, uh, UFO obsessive, and uh, he he ran a company called Bigelow Aerospace. Um, what's really interesting is that Chuck Zukowski actually got a chance to do an excavation at the original crash site at Roswell yep and at first <clears throat> as he was doing it for a sci-fi documentary and they you know the the actual lead geologist archi- uh, um, archaeologist, archaeologist on, on the on the um, on the site was having him dig too deep and they got into a scuffle he's like you know this we're di- basically digging into the Jurassic era we need to do it you know closer to the ground he's like after the shoot let me let me actually do a real dig and he did and he ended up finding this, like, strange piece of metallic debris, um, which had the same properties. I'm not sure if you're familiar with kind of the Roswell lore. A um, little
6: bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it, but like, a supposed
2: crash uh, crashed down in Roswell, New mm-hmm. Mexico, and, and splayed out about 300 yards of this, like, strange, uh, thin metallic debris that wouldn't burn, it wouldn't bend, but it would sort of curl up on its edges. According to legend. <clears throat> According to legend. Okay, got it. But anyway, so while he was doing this kind of dig, he he found this piece of uh, this piece of metal and uh, it was very strange. And so he actually put out a press release saying, you know, because he didn't have the money to analyze it. Um, But so he put out this press release saying, you know, if anybody wants to help me analyze this and guess who emails him back is somebody from Robert Bigelow's uh, scientific team. So Robert Bigelow also put like a big majority of his money into this uh, scientific crew called NIDs, which is the National Institute of Discovery Sciences. So basically, like for most people who would think this this kind of subject is <clears throat> childish or taboo, this guy put millions of dollars into formulating a scientific team that would actually go out and um, and you know research these UFO topics. So much so that he actually made a deal with the FAA. You know, to give you an example, when pilots uh, see something unidentified or a UFO, they don't report it to the FAA or to the airline that they work for. It's actually in the FAA manual that they're to report it to Bigelow Aerospace. Really?
5: Wow. It's
2: true. So he actually kind of fields. Um, he gets first dibs, really, at all these UFO um, incidences and reports.
1: And at the time, Bigelow was building, this guy's building. He's kind of like, imagine him sort of like, uh, he's kind of like a... Tony Stark kind of guy okay. like he's like trying to like really push the advancement of space technology he's trying to build at this point in time when this story takes place he's trying to build these like uh, orbiting like uh, like RVs basically where astronauts can sleep in these like pods in space that are kind of like little
5: comp-
2: yeah, like, they're inflatable. They're called, it's called TransHab. They're an inflatable environment that you can pack into a satellite. <laughs> um, Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, launched his first one, and it's actually a part of the International Space Station now. When, when they inflate it, it gives these astronauts workspace, living space, and uh, it's stronger than steel. It's like, like space tent. Yeah, oh, it's like this space cool. tent.
1: So wait, <clears throat> so let's get to the UFO stuff. What's happening? Why is it called the Paranormal Highway? What, what, is, what does... When, when robert bigelow comes in and analyzes this metal where, where is this all leading for chuck
2: well for chuck so so uh robert bigelow gets a hold of this uh they send him a piece of this metal and uh they start running testing on it and he finds that it has you know anomalous properties um nothing that's in their databanks really so it really became this kind of like strange piece of metal alloy that uh that see you know, <clears throat> the archaeologist on the site was just like uh, it was probably just the back of some duct tape or something like that, um, which is <laughs> <Nice>. so <laughs> which is so stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it, you know that kind of brings in Bigelow's involvement, and then they just kind of cut him off uh, from f- you know further testing of what it was. Chuck. They yeah. Cut Chuck. Chuck off. Yeah. Um, and wasn't there a
1: story in the book about uh, it's it's like his si- – is it his sister who's into yeah, this so stuff his, too? so his – yeah and that, the, was it wasn't – who who was the woman who saw, who claims that as she was driving along the desert highway, she saw six alien entities walking across the de- desert towards her car?
2: Oh, my God. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's in the book.
5: Whoa. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's wild. And I, know, I know. So <clears throat> his sister um, – her name is Debbie Ziegelmeyer. She's actually the MUFON state director of Missouri. So they're the only brother and sister uh, MUFON license investigators. And so they're kind of like uh, they're a pair. But, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Why is but... it
6: called the 37th parallel is my question. Why is it 37? Because well, there's only thirty.
2: It's just the latitude, it's line the of latitude, line of where, yeah. it, where it actually isn't is. that
6: interesting though. Do you guys have like a number thing? I have always had like a number thing where I, I add number numbers yeah. and like see mm-hmm. why because like seven plus three is ten, right? Which is kind of one, yeah,
2: right, right. Which is kind right, of right. interesting. Yeah. I always
6: like do that. No, no, no.
2: no. Like, I know what you mean. A little numerology yeah. there. There's mind. a picture of all the sightings that kind of okay. took place. Look, <laughs> like, there's a picture and there's a dead horse.
6: And well, so <laughs> what?
1: What is what does Chuck think is behind these mutilations? Is it UFO related? Is oh, definitely. Is it some sort of government experiment? Is the government co- coming in and helicopters and mutilating these animals for some reason, doing tests? Well, or? that's
2: part of one of the theories that you know, because a, a lot of the time these ranchers will, after the incidents, they'll see these black unmarked helicopters, and they kind of they kind of became synonymous with cattle mutilations so much, so that a, that a bunch of ranchers actually got together and formed like this posse Uh, because they were losing so much of their livelihood and they would they would set themselves on watch at night and when you know these black copters would show up they'd actually shoot at them (laughs) <laughs> um,
6: oh my God! Okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they never heard anything. Like they never heard the cattle getting mutilated. They never heard any like no. acts of brutality or no. violence. But the or... animals
1: in on in the ranch are acting super freaked out that right. something really really weird happened.
2: One of the strangest cases of uh, of mutilation. So there's this ranch in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch. They call it like the paranormal Disneyland where all this stuff sort of happens. UFOs. Uh, Like Bigfoot sightings, creatures, and all that stuff, cattle mutilations. So anyway, Robert Bigelow's team of NIDS were on uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, um, and they relate, in 2002, a NIDS report relates a 1997 case from Utah. Two ranchers tagged a specific calf, calf, then continued tagging other animals in the same pasture, The ranchers were at the most about 300 yards from the calf, less than an hour later. The first calf was discovered completely eviscerated. Most muscle and all internal organs were missing. (laughs) There was no blood, entrails, or apparent disturbance at the scene. So this happened like literally an hour and I want to thank Christ. all of our new listeners
1: who are fans of Anna Camp for oh, listening to this podcast
5: oh, for the first
1: time and making it this far My- into this story. I Again, I wanted the Yeti. Instead, we're giving you Eviscerated,
6: eviscerated horses. Calf like not and even cow- baby, not baby cows. cows let
2: me show you some pictures oh,
6: wait a oh <laughs> is God, there a Donald. UFO in this story <laughs> do, do we, do are there know? aliens involved at all in this <laughs> did here's Bigfoot a, do it here's a picture of Chuck <laughs> okay that's better that's better um so do, uh, they they think that why why would these aliens be killing these cows though? Well, I don't like know. what would you know, they why? Yeah, it's does, a
2: great what's question. What's the conclusion you know?
1: they come to in the in the thirty seventh?
6: Why parallel? wouldn't they just be killing why why cows? Nobody
2: really knows, right? So the, you know, Chuck was asked what why he thinks the correlation is on this thirty seventh parallel. Uh, you know, parallel, and I know you've heard of ley lines. Is that right? Yeah. And so he he said, Ley lines are an interesting concept.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I heard
2: of them.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Heard of them.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Old Ley lines. No, 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 no.
2: this is good. No, it's not good. I'm learning a lot. No. I'm learning
6: a lot about Ley lines. Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 I did find that along the 37th parallel, Chuck says, there's access to the majority of U.S.'s aquifers. Energy has always been associated with water. Some evidence points to an underground tunneling system from at least Dulce, New Mexico. All the way to Area 51, Nevada, and maybe one reason for this is because of water access. Also, one theory I have is there's an association with UFOs and hydrogen. Um. Anyway, so uh, why, yeah, why is there hydrogen? He doesn't explain, but, oh. uh, but <laughs> that maybe gave there's... me
6: no information <laughs> 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 about I why know. the aliens would be killing cows. I
2: nobody really knows why. Okay, there's uh, that's some, true. some people think that it has something to do with. Uh, you know uh harboring their organs for some
6: <laughs> they're making one big giant alien <laughs> cow to come down I and be like eat more the, chicken the
2: looks Michael is giving me
3: <laughs>
6: she
3: cracked the case
6: well where does the
1: book end up you were like saying that uh <sighs> the end has a bit of uh like where does this all lead What are, what's the takeaway from the 37th parallel
2: well that's a great question you know um he, he feels that uh, Bigelow's company um, you know is kind of getting the jump on all these cases and they're actually you know kind of like uh, harboring the the data and the science and and you know it's not going to be able to be released to anybody because it's not you know it's a private entity so mm-hmm. he's really kind of like cornering self on the on the UFO market and <clears throat> some people think that he's gathered some of this anomalous material to um, to help integrate new technologies. Like, you know, he started this own company after NIDS went offline called Bass, which is uh, Bigelow Advanced Aerospace Space Technologies. So he's really kind of like, you know... Using his money and his uh and his grasp on these technologies to uh, to So he's
1: know. no better than the government, what I'm hearing is cause he's learning all the secrets and keeping
2: it from people. Well, possibly. Anyway, Bez Mesrick sold the, the movie rights right away to uh to New Line Cinema and was, uh, <laughs> of
6: course. Uh, well I'm glad we got an
2: update on the <laughs> well, movie there we rights. Go. So so maybe, you know, what you'll be able to play his wife or something? I thought someday. there was
6: Glenda. Like... I'm like all about auditioning for Glenda. Yeah, yeah
2: totally.
6: <laughs> that's really why I'm here.
2: Yeah, I, oh, I'm man. getting a jump on the research. <laughs> oh my god! No,
6: it is fascinating, though. I mean, just don't don't take my like. No, I don't have a lot of knowledge. In, no, it's in, a... in it, but like I am fascinated, and I do you know love hearing and talking about all of these. You
2: know, usually films. I either uh, read directly off the page that I prepared or shoot from the hip. This one's more of a a shoot from the hip, and mm. I. Probably Probably won't be, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, your face is killing
6: me right now. Um,
2: Good. Anyway, so cattle mutilation. <laughs> That's all this was. <laughs> that was
1: brought um... you, you, you enticed us with paranormal highway and then you gave us dead animals. <laughs> no,
2: the, the paranormal highway is that there's actual scientific data to conclude that there is a direct correlation. Between these mutilations, these these major UFO sightings that seem to run along the thirty seventh parallel of and the United States, and what was States. one of
1: those UFO sightings? Um, well, I could list a few.
3: The, the
2: one with the dead cows. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Just to give you an example of some of the,
6: uh... I want to go like meet these people, like and talk to them. Have you, is has anybody ever done books, that?
2: All, well, this all... is what he basically yeah, this guy, does.
1: Yeah, this guy Chuck. Mm. That's what he does. That's he goes awesome. around, and interviews and investigates. That should be
6: a documentary.
1: I know it actually would be a pretty fascinating. Yeah.
6: Thought.
2: Uh, the, let's see here. So, uh, the UFO sighting of Wichita, Kansas. An anonymous Wichita resident claimed to see a UFO radiating its own light on May 29th, 2011. I saw a light in the sky. The only way I can describe it is the light was different from a star, the man told the National UFO Reporting Center. He spotted the peculiar light around 2 a.m. while he was outside smoking a cigarette a few miles from McConnell Air Force Base. I studied it for about 10 minutes and noticed it was oscillating slightly and making very small, rapid movements, he continued. Also, the Piedmont UFO phenomena, located on the 37th point parallel. Uh, since February 1973, hundreds of Piedmont residents have reported seeing flying objects and mysterious lights in the sky. A local high school basketball team supposedly witnessed a bright shaft of light beaming down from the atmosphere and noticed an object hovering in the distance. As the sightings continued, residents started to gather at a nearby landfill to watch the lights together. Everyone, gather down the landfill. There's some shit going on. Shit going down. Now, according to Zukowski, Zukowski has visited the area numerous times and has talked to locals about what they saw. The most recent time I was there, I talked to two women who actually saw the craft. And there's also the uh, UFO crash and retreat, supposed retrieval at Cape Girardeau in Missouri. Whoa, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, so this was Me on either. This was also on the 37th parallel. <laughs> a Baptist minister was called to an apparent plane crash in 1941 to perform last rites for the deceased. But at the crash scene, the minister supposedly didn't see humans at all. Instead, he saw a disc shaped object surrounded by tiny gray people. So after the minister prayed for them, he was escorted away by the FBI. Now, Zukowski believes he's discovered the crash site, which is now a gravel pit. The gravel pit had been destroyed by topography evidence uh, of a crash, he said. Also, there's the Montel UFO incident of Owensboro, Kentucky, and uh, the UFO sighting of Roanoke, Virginia. All that took place, oddly enough, right along the 37th parallel. Yeah. Very
5: so I, you know, I don't know what I
2: don't know what to make of it. But obviously, what I was intrigued about is there's definitely some correlation between um, that particular area of the of the world. Now, why these things are happening on that 37th parallel? Your guess is as good as mine. But there, you know, obviously there has to be some sort of correlation, some connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely
1: go back. If you're listening, check out episode four with Paul F. Tompkins. We have a really wild, that wild UFO story uh, that took place along the 37th, or near there as well. So check that out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the story, really, of uh, of the 37th parallel, and Chuck, Chuck Zukowski, who is uh, the UFO net. And he's so
1: what? Conclu- so he never came to any conclusion?
2: Well, his conclusions are that it's aliens and UFOs mm-hmm. taking these cattle's Um, And these horses and, you know, performing these sort of, you know, um, operations on them and because they're usually or always followed by some sort of strange lights in the sky, then followed by these uh, unmarked black helicopters. So, wow. Oh, it's strange that is really yeah. really strange
6: and there's definitely a pattern of it so obviously something is yeah. going down
1: really yeah. wild stuff thank you Bryce <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, my, really. we really appreciate my kicking pleasure. off 2019 <laughs> in nihilistic style hey, right on man <laughs> I don't know Absolutely. when you hear about this stuff what do you think Anna we, we have a thing where we ask our guests what the hell was that
6: okay and
1: I don't know what's your take on when you I don't know well
6: listen when I hear about all this stuff um you know, as I, I think that I've proven myself throughout this, you know, time together that we've shared that mm. I'm a believer um, and also I'm kind of drawn to stuff like that. So my main feeling, if I'm feeling anything right now, is like I want to go to the 37th parallel hey, and like do it. check out the energy. You know what I mean? It's Alien not something that scares trip. me, but like wouldn't that be cool Yeah, to mm. go and check it out and see what it's all about and actually talk to people who've experienced these sightings? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Well, you know, what there was one, uh, there's one other thing too. There's this thing called the Taos hum. The, this the, the in New Mexico where these people they 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 can hear this like kind of annoying hum that live in the city. Um, I was just there. And they don't know that what right? makes yeah. it. Were you able to hear the hum or anything? I
3: wasn't aware of its existence until I was driving away and reading about the town, but I was very, very enchanted by that town. That is a magical place. Yeah. Wow.
2: So one of also Chuck's kind of... Uh, I guess what he thinks it might be too is there's might be some underground tunneling system connecting all these, you know, deep underground military bases. That's built bases by the
1: military.
5: That's
2: built possibly by the military and, and possibly by other extraterrestrial civilizations that mm-hmm. kind of connect Whoa. all these Underground bases and these aquifers, and you know, what's
5: an
1: aquifer? You mentioned that before. Well, it's an
2: underground. uh, It's it's an underground water supply. Really, basically, think of like a a river that flows underground. It's like
1: an aqueduct, but under your feet. Yeah,
2: aquifer. (laughs) I prefer an aquifer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my apologies. What? No, uh, my God, I had
6: the best time hanging out with you guys. I'm like, I'm very into all of this stuff. Listen, Bryce, you're just
2: being your honest self, and we love
3: it. I just know that
6: I'm not gonna eat. A hamburger for a while.
3: Well, I gotta say,
1: the cattle mutilation stuff, and I've read most of this book, I haven't finished it, but it is not fun, but it is fascinating. And there, it is a real thing, and it was really happening a lot in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, and still happens. And there's no explanation for it. And there are a lot of frustrated ranchers and farmers out there who just want to know what's happening in their lives. Listen, 10,000 cases,
2: no no arrests, no fingerprints, no footprints. No yeah. sign of any kind of predation or anything That's like horrible. that. It's, it's just, really?
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, uh, that concludes another session in the clubhouse. <laughs> Anna Camp, thank you so much for joining oh us. Oh yeah, thank seriously. you for having me. Uh, where can people follow your work? Is there anything coming up that you're doing that you'd like to plug? It's January 2nd. What does the new year hold for you?
6: The new year holds for me. Um uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't have anything really that's, okay. that's coming out at the moment that We're, I can tell you about, okay, but like cool. my Instagram is, you know, at the real Anna Camp. Great. And so was my Twitter. All right. And I'm on that social. Yeah, yeah so that's that social about it. y'all. Yeah, Bo- happy boys, 2019.
1: Boys, do you have anything to plug before we leave?
3: Just the Patreon. There's a whole other half of the show that's happening on the other side of that. So if you guys are enjoying this and you want more, just yeah, check out the support, Patreon. Yeah.
1: Support the show over there for the cup of a Starbucks coffee uh, for every month. You can get uh, access reward, reward bonus episodes. Um, write to us at Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Call into the hotline if you want to leave a spooky voicemail. You can do so. The number is
3: three one zero. Five nine seven four eight zero three.
2: That'll nice. be in the show
1: notes, uh, Bryce. You want to tell people to follow us on iTunes.
2: Follow us on iTunes and rate, uh, rate and review us. Thank uh, you. And leave us if you have a paranormal story one you'd like to share with us. Please email us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail dot um, we're more than happy to hear your story and possibly even read it on one of our podcasts. Yes. That drop every Wednesday.
1: Oh, and speaking of Wednesdays, uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, January 9th, the final issue of the first arc of Adventure Van is available uh, in your comic book stores and on Comixology. Go pick it up. I'm very happy with this series. I'm really happy with the way that the first arc is wrapped up. And uh, that'll be the first season of the book for the foreseeable future. But hopefully we will be doing more story arcs not too long from now. Thank you so much. Everybody, one more time. Thank you, Anna Camp, for Yay! being on the Thanks, show. We love Thanks. you so much. Had a blast. It's so great to see you again. Uh, see all you. of you listeners, anyone who tuned in for the first time, uh, please uh, follow us on iTunes and check out next week's episode. We'll be back with more Bigfoot Collectors Club. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.
5: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
2: Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
1: Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds.